Episode four, Jacob. How are you, mate? <laughs> I'm good, Patrick. How are you going? <laughs> Why are you laughing, bro? Oh, just making me laugh. Every intro is the same. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> well, this is our this is our uh, one month anniversary episode four. Did you um? Did you buy me a nice gift? Yeah, I got I got you a gift. It's it's on the way. Um, you you get it soon next week, mate. <laughs> oh, I asked you to do some homework last week, actually. Me? Do you remember what it was? Yeah, do you remember no. what it was? No, I don't. Though so you said, remember you said you don't cross the lights in time? Oh, yeah. Remember that whole conversation? Did you time yourself this week? Um, I didn't time myself, but I tried to make the intersection this time, but then all these cars started beeping me. <laughs> so, and I nearly got run over. So I, I, um, that was a bit of a, a, bit of a risk um, that I took. <laughs> but um, yeah, but Jacob... Yes. We've got a very special guest on today. What? We do? Yeah, we've got a very, very special guest. Now, look, like I said before, this is episode four of the podcast. And since we released this podcast on day one, this guy just keeps messaging me me every single day of like, can I get on the podcast? Can I get on the podcast? Like, it's just, I mean, we've got- I've seen the DMs. Yeah, well, like so far, I've gathered like a list of maybe 20 guests that I want to bring on. Um, but this guy is just relentless. So he just keeps messaging me every single day saying, I need to get on, I need to get, um, you know, my fame back a bit. Um, so, <laughs> Ladies so and gentlemen, further, who have we got, Pat? Well, Jake Edwards, welcome to the podcast, mate. Oh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. <laughs> you cracked me up, mate. I wish, this was a visual th- I wish this was a visual thing so I could show the messages, but you clearly say to me, hey, brother, you want to come on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not, let's, you know, I mean, if you want to start off. I haven't said that. I've done, I've done some pretty big things in my lifetime, mate. I've, you know, as you know, running out of the MCG, you know, done a stupid TV show with you, you know, but th- this would have to be probably the biggest highlight of my, um, my career. Yeah. Well, that's, a, well, thank you for the compliment, first of all, but <clears throat> second of all, right. um, <laughs> like I'm a bit surprised that, you know, you pay, playing for the Cullen Football Club isn't in your uh, Instagram bio. Because if I look up Instagram <laughs> right now, um, you've got 1,163 posts, which is just absolute disgusting. It's like me, 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 me. Um, you've got 108,000 followers, which 30, 30 of those uh, thousand followers you bought yourself. And you follow 500, <laughs> and, you, and you follow 560 people. But, um, yeah, but, but in your bio, I see nowhere that you played for the Cullen Football Club. So I thought being someone who was 295 games short of 300, I thought you would have um, at least uh, put that in there for the people uh, following you. What, what's that about? Well, to be honest, mate, it's, it's only the real diehard fans like yourself who would probably pick up that. Um, for, 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 those, for those who do listen to this podcast would clearly know that you're a big Carlton fan, no doubt. And for those listening, would also know that you will have thirty-seven on your back too, which is uh, which is quite funny, given that my number was thirty-seven <laughs> playing at Carlton. And yeah, for people that are again playing at home, uh, would wouldn't know this, but I actually signed one of Patrick Jumpers. Uh, he rocked up one day wearing it <laughs> on the show, um, and I said, "Come here for a second. When was that signed? It was two thousand and nine. <laughs> And my signature is on his jumper. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, well, um, did you know well, who he was back then, Pat? Uh, absolutely no yeah, idea. You love me. 
<laughs> no, abs- absolute um, no idea. I, me- I remember going to the MCG once. Um, I think Carlton were either playing Hawthorne or Richmond. I can't remember now. Um, and I remember seeing a 37 um, jumper for Carlton running out there and just running around the field. And um, there was a little kid <laughs> next to me. Yeah, but that's the thing. There's a little kid next next to me crying. I'm like, why are you crying? And and the kid's like, well, how am I going to support this football club? And we've got f- f- young people like this coming up <laughs> who just couldn't get near, near the pill at all. Like, you know, as a as a football club, you want to draft your, you know, young talent and they're the future of the club. And then we've got number 37 running out there, which um, 37 is a very strange number by itself. And then you've got even more of a stranger person <laughs> wearing the number, um, looking like an well, absolute tit on the field. You know what? Like, well, when you've got blokes like Carl Norman who wear the number before you, mate, you've got big shoes to fill, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you have yeah. any mentors back then? Any mentors? Any older boys? Yeah, any mentors? Like, who Did anyone take you under um, your wing? Yeah, yeah. Well, both on and off the field. But back then, Carl, <laughs> mate, was more, was more off the field, was probably well, better known for our expertise yeah. away from the field. But, um, yeah, well, I, I hung out with a few boys like Brad Fisher and Jared Wade. Um, you know, Fevy was always in the in the spotlight a lot of the time. Fevolution, yeah, beautiful. Fevolution. I was fortunate enough to play alongside some pretty big players like Kudafides and uh, Chris Judd was at the club when I was there. And, you know, Juddy came over because I was playing. So pretty uh, <laughs> pretty rapid that uh, little accomplishment myself. But uh, I, I, there's good people at that club, mate, when I was there. We just weren't very good on the field. That was all. Boys, this is a world first. We're broadcasting this from three different states, is it? Pat, you're in Melbourne. I'm over in Perth with Mr. McGowan. And Jake, you're up in Queensland? Yeah, all Australian we are. Yeah. We're all on different time clocks because no one does daylight saving. So what, it's 10.51 over here. Pat, what are you, like two? No, what is that? 1.50? Um, one fifty one. I'm not. I'm not sure why we need to talk about the time zones in Australia. No, no. But, I'm just saying. Um, why are we not all bloody same thing? I don't understand it. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting lost. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't want to spend um too much on this topic because I guess everyone <laughs> has has basically you know talked about it and um and seen it. But overall, Jake, how was your married at first sight experience? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, how you was can it? be honest. Um, yeah, I can be honest. Uh, look, mate, it, it was tough. There's no doubt. Uh, look, there's probably two ways I look at my experience. The first one is the experience with my wife on the show. It was very, very difficult, very tough, um, as everyone could see. Um, there's no need to go into detail about that. Everyone can see what they can see. Um, but then there's the experience that I had you know, where I met, you know, people like Patty and Brent and met some awesome blokes on the show and built some really good, you know, friendships and stuff like that. So I think overall, mate, it was it was tough and really difficult, but, you know, I, I don't regret it now. There's a time there when I regretted it and I was really upset mm. about it. But looking back now, like I'm I'm pretty grateful for the experience, to be honest, and, and how it all how it all come together in the end. So when it's you, all good. Yeah, so when, when you signed up for the... Um, for the show, did you think it was going to be anywhere near what you thought? No, no way, no way. I had no idea, man. I literally had no idea. Like I, I was pretty naive for the process. Like I, um, yeah, they contacted me online to, you know, they reached out to see if I'd be interested, and then kind of just went from there. And next thing you know, I'm in a position where I'm speaking to my family and friends like a week later, saying, "Look, I think I'm going to do this." Um, so I had their had their blessing to go ahead and do it, and. 
I thought I'd be able to keep it together and things would be good. And I was hopeful for the fact they'd match me up with someone that was, you know, what I was after. And, you know, like, you know, I guess what I was looking for on a partner, but it didn't quite work out that way, which made it more difficult. But I can understand what they were doing and putting together a TV show. I mean, at the time, as you know, you don't really get caught up during filming that, hey, this is going to be on Australian TV. You're not thinking about how you're perceived or what's going on you know, because you're just trying to be yourself and as, as close mm. to who you are as possible. And yeah, you just don't really take it all in. But I had no idea, mate, how big the program is until you get off it. Like it is like, like the following on this show is just relentless and it's just Australia wide. You can't go anywhere uh, without people saying something. You walk out down the street now and everyone knows who you are. I know Pat gets it all the time. Getting yeah, Patty loves it. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what, that's what, that's, what, that's literally my question I was about to ask Jake. It's because you know I've been in Melbourne the whole time, and um, I look, mate, I just can't go anywhere. So I, you know, I, I, I go to Woolies, and then you know it takes me like half an hour to get apples. You know what I mean? Because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just there taking photos and signing autographs. Um, and yeah, so like you know, sometimes I just, I just want peace in my life, and um, it's a little bit hard living the the Tom Cruise lifestyle, but how's it been like you in, um, in Queensland, Jake, do you, do you get like recognized a lot still or has it died down a bit? Uh, no, I still get recognized, man, but it's, it's people stick to themselves like a lot. Like it's not the kind of craziness as we had down in Melbourne where people were just pretty at times rude, I guess would just come up and just be in your face about it. But up here, man, everyone, you kind of know that everyone recognizes you, but no one makes it awkward or no one really, um, you know, makes it makes it full of it so yeah I, I like it. like this morning i get i went out for coffee this morning and yeah had a couple of people that come up say g'day and just have a chat about it all and stuff like that so yeah it, it happens mate the, the 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 sooner it goes away the better if you ask yeah. me would you rather than oh, i know oh, i know you are a footy star as well but a lot of the footy guys <laughs> have said they would rather someone just come up to them rather than you know if you're like a restaurant or something and they just stare at you mm, you just yeah really totally good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how you boys could deal with that. Just someone staring at me the whole night. No. Yeah, the, the staring's one thing, but when they're sitting with a friend and they kind of lean in and whisper mm. and, and kind of almost point and stuff like that, you just and there's been moments where I've been sitting there with family or friends or you know like your partner and it's just it's awkward. So yeah. it's just been um. It's, but you rather them come up and say good day, get a photo, and, and yeah, move on. Get it over and done with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, what, what, what I've your... found is everyone's been, um, you know, super nice, like, in person. Um, yeah. It's just like, you know, you get, like, trolls and stuff online and whatnot. But in terms of, like, interactions, I've found anyway that everyone's just been really approachable. Or sorry, what, not that we approach them, but they've been, like, you know, really nice to talk to and, um, and lovely. Mm-hmm. And there's been no, I guess, hate out there. Because it would be hard, like, if you're going down the street and someone's, like, you know, yelling out of their car abuse to you, but... Um, mm. I guess people aren't as tough when they're not behind their keyboards, are they? So, um. well, that's it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I've been the same. Like, mate, I've never had a bad moment meeting someone. Like, everyone's been really great, and friendly, and kind. Like, I, I do feel for, you know, like Bryce. You know, I, I could only imagine what what he'd be going through. Even Beck, you know, like I can only. Mm. Like I, at times, I felt really kind of not not responsible, but just you kind of feel. Fuck, I wonder what it's like for them to experience it because I've experienced online bullying and stuff like that as well, but it wouldn't be to the extent that you know these people have, have had. So it must be bloody tough. 
Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you boys a bit of a lighter topic now, so we can get away from that. <laughs> mm. So obviously, you two are of the close, well, say your close mates from the show now. What will you be on? Uh, yeah, well, okay. So, so that's pu- pushing a little bit, but anyway, we yeah, got that. Maybe don't, maybe don't like each other at all. What are you, you got to be 100% honest when you first met each other? What were your thoughts? What did you <laughs> Oh, fuck. I remember when I first met Paddy, he was at the Bucks party. Um, and he's wearing his little blue and pink flamingo <laughs> shirt. Mate, he messaged me. He messaged me that morning. It's like, Jacob, I, I think I have the photo of it still. Is this okay to wear? And it's him full standing still. Like, oh, yeah, do you reckon I can wear this? Did he have his stiff arms? Yeah, stiff arms by the side. <laughs> we'll go so into a story funny. about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the first time I met him, I actually thought, <laughs> for some reason, I thought he said he was from Ballarat. Um, and so because when, when we first met the I thought I thought he was quite quirky and quite funny and stuff like that but um, so then the producers pull you away and then ask oh, what do you think of him him and him and I remember the producer asked me oh what do you think of Paddy and I'm like oh he's a good fellow he's, he's from Ballarat just where I kind of feel like that, that way <laughs> and I'm talking so I, I really I was that nervous man when I walked in because I was the last one to walk into the box and yeah, I was shitting myself and Walked into what eleven or not even what ten other blokes and that all half pissed and carrying on and I sat down and got three full on fucking hard questions straight up boom boom boom, um so I was a little bit all over the joint but no I thought I thought Paddy was was good actually I just got yeah, well, his location wrong yeah well I guess um you know when you're a bit nervous coming last I guess it didn't help when you walked in with the Christmas shirt on but um you know it's a bit of, a, a bit of an easy target. <laughs> When you come last, but it must have been it must have been actually hard for you to come last because I came in third, um, and there was only Bryson's and Sam in there. But if I came in last and I was walking down the hallway and hearing like all these guys laughing and chatting, I'd be like, oh fucking hell, you know what I mean? Like this yeah. is a bit daunting to walk in through. And then, um, yeah, we, we all say good day. Jake sits straight away next to me. Um, you know, a, a safe. He could he could tell it was a a safe. Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but a bit of a, um, a safe bet. Um, but w- what Jake hasn't um, told you yet at the Bucks night is he was very. I know we we're talking about the AFL uh, uh, um, at the start of the podcast, but he was very quick to let me know he played AFL footy. <laughs> like, very, very quick because probably maybe half an hour to an hour. No, not, well, not an hour, probably half an hour until when he was in the Bucks party. Um, we'll sit next to each other. And then he's like, oh, who do you go from the footy? And I'm like, oh, I go for Carlton. And then straight away, he's like, I used to play with them. And I was like, all right, mate, you, you got that out of the way, didn't you? You really wanted to tell someone that, didn't you? <laughs> did, I, did I really do that? Yep, you 100% did, mate. You 100% did. Oh, shit. You 100% uh, did. I, I, I try and deny it, but if that's the case, uh, well, here's what it is, mate. <laughs> what was your, what was your um, I mean, I know you and I did it together, but what was your favourite mm. moment or part of the show? Oh... Jeez, um, is this like well, what made it to air or what? Oh, yeah, yeah we'll do go your favourite on air and off air. I reckon off air okay. as well. Uh, the, the, the beer thing, mate, gets me. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, the drink in the, the, the like, I think the other day I sent it to you again, just as a reminder, you know, like it, there's, there's something really, oh, I don't know. It's just it, like, oh, I can see one day sitting on the couch 10 years from now when they have those kind of, um, you know, those blooper things, look backs on TV history and stuff like that. Like, I hope that comes up because I was an absolute TV gold. Um, so that would be my favorite on screen moment. Off screen moment, 
Oh, we had a few. Um, there was a, we had a little um, like a room where everyone could escape to, and yeah, we would always be in there, and we weren't allowed to drink alcohol uh, in there. So what we would do is we get coffee cups or coffee mugs, and we keep sneaking out of the, the this room and coming back. Where we go tip beer in the coffee mugs and come back in and and keep drinking them. Is this a drinking room? Beers with- what like at the hotel or like when yeah when you go filming stuff? Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had what? No, no, you go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. No, I suppose we had what, what was it called? An AP, AP. Room? Yeah, it's called the AP room. Yep. AP room AP where room. they'd have like an executive, like an assistant producer or whatever in there, and but we couldn't talk about the show or relationships or anything like that. We, we could talk oh. about anything else but that. Um, but we were allowed to hang out together in there because we weren't supposed to be hanging out together at all, away from you know filming or away from your partners and that. So that was our little way to connect. Yeah, yeah, during filming, it'd be basically me, Patty, and Brett, seventy percent of the time in the AP room. You know, at night having a drink or having a laugh. Um, there was many times we—I can't go into detail of some of the stuff we, we were <laughs> no, laughing about. No, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it was funny. Like on one, I've never laughed as hard as I did one night. Um, and there's some great photos and videos floating around on our phones. I'm sure. But, um, yeah, it was that one. We had we had a good night out, Patty and I. Down on the water one night, um, we uh, we had pizza and a couple of bottles. Or we, we were drinking cocktails and the guy on his red wine next to us. So that was a good one. Um, <laughs> no, there, 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 there was a lot. Um, there was a lot off off camera, uh, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, because the first um, like just me, the first half of the experiment, I was trying to follow, follow the rules as strict as as um as possible because I didn't want to get in um trouble. Because a few blokes at the start of the experiment went out, including Jake. Um, and they both came back blind and vomiting everywhere. And the next day, the, um, the, the, the big boss came in and just absolutely ripped shreds through them, um, which was the mm-hmm. biggest spray I've ever seen in my life. Um, mm-hmm. It was quite it was quite funny, like, not being on the receiving end of, of it, but it would have been quite hard <laughs> um, copying it. A couple of people were crying, and it was just it was just done yeah, for the cool. scenes. But, but, like, the second half of the experiment is when I didn't really care anymore, and that's when... Yeah, Jake and I started going out. So I remember every single time when we came back, because we had a curfew at 11 p.m. on the weekends, we had to tell the like the producer in the AP room that we're back. And, you know, and obviously we couldn't tell them we're out with other um, cast members. So I remember one time um, Jake and I went out and, you know, got heavily on the on the booze when we weren't supposed to. And then on I'd the come cordial. back and Yeah, <laughs> on the cordial. And then and then um yeah, and, and then I come back and the guy's like, oh, so we've been, I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's <laughs> like, look me in the eye and tell me you went with Jake. I'm like, no, no, man, I wasn't with Jake at all. I'm just <laughs> out of the pub by myself watching the rugby. <laughs> and then, yeah, so that, they yeah. were quite... Um, uh, Is that like, because they wanted nice. to keep the... Um, when you first would see each other, keep like the... What do you call it? The emotions high? So you weren't allowed to yeah. see each other? Yeah, look, I think it was just the storyline. So, yeah. you know, they didn't they didn't want us talking to other couples about where they're at and where we're at. They wanted to try and get that on camera in case it sparked, I think, some emotion or some kind of response or whatever like that. I, I, I don't know, Patty, is that what you think? Or is that what it's, yeah, it, it's a tough one because I, I get where they're coming from, that they want everything on, everything on camera. Because the worst thing could happen is, let's say, um, you know, Jake and I went out and then we had a massive fight it wouldn't have been on camera. Like, you know, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. have got on camera, which means the audience can't watch it, which it means ratings. Sense, yeah. um, but at the same time, and I guess I was a bit lucky because like I had a smoother run, but 
I guess using Jake, for example, if you're with someone you're not really getting along with and it's, you know, you're kind of trapped in like a hotel um, together. Sometimes you just need to like go out and mix with other people, but you're not allowed. So it's like, it's a bit of like um, a fine line between like letting people go out and doing their thing and trying to capture yeah. everything on camera at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But like for me, my experience on the show, like I, I was like, I remember calling the big, the big dog, the producer, and saying, oh, "I've got to, I've got to get out. Like, I, I need to. You need to let me hang out with some of these people. Like, I'm actually losing my mind. Like, because yeah. it, no one can understand what you're going through until yeah. you sit down with one of the boys and you actually talk about it, and you're like, oh, I don't feel stupid now. Like, I'm not only one feeling this way. Um, so, yeah, a couple of times they, you could, you could get permission, so mm. you could ask, but most of the time they knock it back. Yeah. But there were a couple of times when I think it was one time, Patty, we were we were allowed to go out, I think, together, but we went out plenty other times other than that. But um <laughs> we uh yeah, so yeah, you, you just needed that release, mate, just to to talk to someone because no one else knew you in, in the state. You weren't allowed to talk to anyone else. Well well what what are they gonna do, mate? Kick us off the show? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Like, stars of the show, they can't get rid of you. <laughs> like, it's, it, that, that's a little bit of an inside joke because because the big boss was telling everyone that like um after everyone went out or after when a group of people went out at the out at the start of the start of I can't talk here. Sorry, when a group of people at the start of the experiment went out and then she like ripped into all of them, um she threatened a couple of people and said like you know I can kick any of you guys off the show kind of stuff. And then later that day, like <laughs> Jake just comes up to me, it's like what are they going to do? Kick me off the show? Like. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just a bit of, bit of a joke on there. But you're right about the um, the bubble and environment and pressure you're in, which, which nobody will ever understand until you're in that. And mm. I'm a firm believer um, that everyone on the show, like we're normal people. Like we're normal people. We are. Like I know some people can come across really bad. Are you sure? Um, <laughs> but but there's, there's like millions of, of worse people out there. It's just the, like the environment you're in, the pressure. It could be the producers in your, in your ear also. But you've got a producer like basically following you around nearly every single day and filming everything you do and kind of setting things up with your um, partner to do things. So it's just not like a real life kind of environment. Um, so I feel like, I mean, everyone's entitled to the opinion, but I feel like people out there who get um, very emotionally attached to the show and, um, just need to just step back a little bit and just be like, this isn't a hundred percent real life. It's a TV show and things are orchestrated deliberately for um, an outcome. An example for that is when um, I think it was after that, or maybe just before the second dinner party, when the producers found out that Bryce was a bit of a hothead. So what do the producers do? They just egg him on and egg him on, egg, egg him on the whole time because they know that's someone who's going to react to give them ratings. So they find your weak links in every single person and they try to um and like you know push you on that. And I, and I know I'm not going to talk for you, Jake, but I know if you and and Beck they try like set up things that got you to to clash when you probably like wouldn't have clashed normally. So it's just it's the people yeah. out there listening, it's just it's not a hundred percent real. Like yes, the emotions and stuff are real, but just it's not like everyday life in there. Yeah, I think it's probably important to re- recognize is that um, for for me who went on this show with the right intentions mm. to potentially meet someone and see what happens and, and take it from there. Like the feelings and emotions for me were so real. Like 
It was mm. such a roller coaster for me. It was up and down constantly. I didn't know what was going on. And the first, I remember like having conversations even with, oh, I won't even use names, but you know, you, you kind of, um, the first two weeks, you've got cameras in your face following mm. around the whole time. And it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Like you don't feel mm. yourself. Like it's really uneasy and, un, and awkward um, to be there. And yeah, it was quite challenging just to relax into it and be yourself as much as possible anyway. So, and then you throw producers into it, you throw your the relationships not working into it, you throw all that into it. It's such a, a difficult environment. Yeah. Oh, Patty loved the cameras. He would message me about it every morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's all for it. He was always asking, shit, when do I get this blue tick next to my name on Instagram? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> all right, I've got a, a bit of a light question for you, Jake. Just to light it up, you know, it's a bit of a funny one. Cool. Radio. So, oh, where is it? Sorry, Lester. All right, you're on a desert island. You got to take three <laughs> items with you. What do you pick? Oh, fuck, three items with me. Three items, oh, rest of your life. I'm, I'm pretty boring with this stuff. Um, <laughs> well, what would I? The first thing I'd probably take is looking across the room right now is my guitar. Um, I'd pack that in there. Patty. <laughs> Patty's just laughing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama. He's like sitting in the island. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, Carlton jerseys or anything like that? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But Patty's got all mine. Um, <laughs> what, what would I? What, what else would I take that I've got? I mean, I don't know. I'm not really attached to a lot of things. So the guitar would be one. Um, yeah. uh, maybe my. Can you take the obvious one? Would be your phone. I mean, nah, no, no, yeah, that is obvious. Nah, no phones, uh, no phones. Uh, uh, guitar, um, something, I don't know, man. Honestly, you stumped me on that. Honestly, bro, I, I honestly could not even think of what things I would take yeah. with me on a desert island. Um, yeah, let, let me think about guitar. something. Like, what would you say, Paddy? Um, well, I definitely wouldn't take know. you to the des- desert island. Um, oh, there's, but, no, there's no chance. No. Yeah, there's absolutely no chance, mate. I'd, I'd throw a spear in your heart, like in the first thirty seconds when I've, you know, it's just like, you know, just it's just the vibe, bro. It's just the vibe, bro. Um, <laughs> but um, what would I take? Um, um, like, I kind of stumped me there a little bit too. I don't know. I'd t- probably take a I'd probably take a fridge with me so I can keep things <laughs> keep things cool cool in the island. <laughs> A bit of Wi-Fi um, as well, Pat. Yeah, I'm, no, I've got my um 4G hotspot on my phone, um, so that's fine. Don't, don't need the Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, maybe just play. Um, yeah, maybe just bring a a, 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 a chess game that I can play by myself and compete against myself. Um, anyway, that sounds a bit psychotic. So, um, with the with the whole, I know we're sort of jumping from topic to topic here, but place, sorry, yeah, we are because I don't know how to structure anything, and this is just a prime example of it, but. Would you say, like, after filming the show and after the show, would you feel like you're a completely different person now or do you feel like you're still the same person but just, like, a bit of tweaks? Cool. Um, well, I know for a fact that once, as soon as the show finished filming, um, mate, I was, I was lost, bro. Like, I, mm. I, I was so far gone mentally that i was so exhausted i lost nearly nine kilos on the show i was so stressed 
I, I left the show in a really bad way mentally. Um, and then, you know, it's documented that I, I went over to WA and, and tried to, to see where things would go. You know, Beck and I, well, we weren't, we, we said yes at the last vows, but we, we had a conversation not too long after that. And we, we just, we were like, okay, we, we're not together. So let's just see how it goes and we'll catch up here and there and then let's go take it from there. So I was just lost, man. Like I went over there and we tried to hang out and didn't work out. So then I come back to Melbourne and we were, you know, we were officially not a couple. And I just partied a lot. Hey, I just went out and probably just got away from it all. I just I was pretty scared. I was pretty vulnerable. Um, and that, you know, led into, you know, just some other things in that. And yeah, mate, I was, I was, in, a really, I was in a really bad way, to be honest. And then, um, and then I just come to a point in my life where I went away, as, as you know. Um, I went away for four weeks and spent four weeks with monks uh, at a Hare Krishna farm in Victoria, country of Victoria, where I got away from all, you know, technology and the media and everything and everyone scrutinising everything that was happening. It just restarted, mate. So, you know, that was over six months ago now and I'm, I'm just a different person now, like completely different now. Like I've just changed my life around, left the state, changed just about everything in my life, career, left my family, my friends, um, you know, I'm vegetarian now. I, you know, I'm right into the whole spiritual stuff. Like it's just a different life today. But, you know, six, seven months ago, Fuck me, and I was I was so bad. Hey, like after the show it was so so tough. Yeah, well, like obviously, um, I don't know how much you want to go into it, and that's fine. But I remember, like after like filming the show, um, like I could see that you weren't in a good way at all. And then I remember, I, I remember just before you went to the farm, um, I texted you and I was like, I was doing a go out for dinner and stuff. Then and then you said yes, 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 and then and then bang, you just like disappeared, and I and I knew you know, something wasn't right. And then, yeah, a couple of weeks later, found out you were, you were at a farm um, with his monks. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Didn't know monks was on Jake's radar, but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, but, th- but then you came back and, and I remember meeting, I remember seeing you again when you came back, maybe like a couple of days or a week after when you came back from the farm and yeah, you, you just seemed a lot more like still a bit scarred, but you seemed like on the mend and, and now, um, you seem a lot better, which is it's it, it's a it's actually not to um, blow your ties up because you're <laughs> you're an absolute flog, but it's actually good to um to to see the I guess the um, redemption arc <laughs> that, that you've made if if that's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. Like not, not that you're a bad person, obviously, but just because of the place you're at to where you are now, um, I think it's just yeah, yeah. quite and in, quite inspiring for anyone um out there because yeah yeah thanks man i appreciate that it's like honestly like i yeah it just yeah it got to a point man as you know where i was suicidal again um and mm. my mental health wasn't very good and i i had to go away man i, I had to sort a lot of things out in my life like I, I had to confront a few things about myself first and foremost um i had to look at my ego and what was driving me to do things in my life um and the only way I could do that was actually take a break from everything and everyone and sit by myself for hours at a time and literally just come to conclusions and find some answers. And, and that's what I did with the support of, you know, the monks around me and got to talk to them and be more enlightened about life and what it's all about and what the real focus should be. And 
it just changed my perception on just about everything. And um, coming back to the real world, I was really kind of scared around how I'm going to be and what's going to happen. So I had no idea, mate, for four weeks, what had been said, what 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 had happened since since I'd gone away. And, um, you know, thankfully that it all, you know, was, was fine and, you know, the circumstances were, were critical at, at that point when I left. So I had to um, had to take a break, mate, and get away and sort it out, which I did, and come back and yeah, man, I'm the, I'm the happiest I've ever been, literally. Yeah. Like I, people say that a lot, but I've actually am the happiest right now I've ever been in my entire life, and um, that had to be to the fact that I went away. I did the work, you know, I went away and worked on myself and and figured everything out. Yeah. Do you think? that it was like going on maths was the reset in your life you needed. Like it allowed you to new career, new state, new, pretty much everything. Although you said like your maths experience wasn't the best, but without it, you wouldn't be who you are today. Yeah, that's right. I think the maths experience was a mirror for me. Um, I think it forced me to look at a few things in my life that I had to address and had to change. Um, I think we all have things. If we were honest of ourselves, we would sit down in front of a mirror. I think we'd find things that we'd have to change to be a better person. And the maths for me just really emphasised that. Um, the filming in that, mate, was was one experience. But during airing, as Paddy would know, it's something you just it's un, you can't ex- explain the anxiety and the stress that you have yeah. in your life. Waking up every morning, like what's been said today, what gossips out there today, what do I have to justify today? You know, and I was in a relationship at the time. So it was just so um, demoralizing every day was something yeah. new. And literally, like I, I ran away from it all and, like, and tried to escape everything. Um, and that's made it. So, yeah, it did. It, it forced me to look at a lot of things. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that because it's made me a better person in the end. Yeah, for sure. Do you, um, do you feel like if, I mean, there's probably not going to be another scenario like maths, but do you reckon if something um, as extreme happened to your life again, that was like maybe a negative experience, do you think you're a lot better equipped to handle it now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And hey, look, there, yeah. there have been moments since, since I've come out of the farm, you know, like mm. I've had my challenges and um, you know, life isn't perfect for me. It's not rosy and all that type of stuff all the time. Like I have my moments and yeah, I'm far more better equipped mate now to deal with it than what I was at that, that, that four months or whatever it was filming, mate, that just broke me down. Like it just mm. emotionally abused the fuck out of me. Like mm. um, I lost all my worth. I forgot just everything that I've come on the show to do and represent. And yeah, I was just completely vulnerable and stuck when I got out of it. And yeah, what happened happened and here we are. So it's all good. Beautiful. Love the honesty, Jake. You're a very honest man. I like it. Tell her how it is. Hey, <laughs> Remind Patty of that. Yeah, I know. He keeps a lot of secrets <laughs> from me, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, right. just, just, yeah, go, Pat. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to quickly say that, like, you've got a lot of tattoos on your on your body, Jake. Um, mm. um, not that I want to press you or anything like that, but when are you getting my name? <laughs> yeah, Patty, you know I don't have a good history of names and tattoos, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat said he's booked in for a tattoo at, is at the end of the month. I don't believe him. He's too scared, I reckon, to get nah, one. No, he is. He, he, booked in, nah. um, he, he booked in with my tattoo of Sharpie. So I'm, I'm glad he's done that because, you know, you want to go to someone you trust and he's a good artist and he's yeah. definitely one of the best getting around. But, um, mate, I'll get, I'll get your name, you get mine. 
How about that? Yeah, do it, boys. Do it. Pat on your bum. <laughs> All right, so moving on, Jacob, you've got another question for him? <laughs> yeah. All righty Jack, you watch WWE wrestling, right? Or do you? Yeah. I don't know if you do it. Oh, you used right. to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. This is for both of you boys. All right, you are a wrestler. What is your entrance song? Oh, entrance song. Oh, shit. Um, I think Paddy's would be Spice Girls. No, I was going to say um, Making My Way Downtown. You know that one? <laughs> you, you, you know when the girl's like on the oh. piano? And it's like, make my way downtown. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So, and that just just reminds me. And just before you answer that question, Jake, um, Mm -hmm. I actually asked Jacob um, for your advice on this. I know a lot of people, or I guess reality TV people, they do all these like charity boxing um, events. Mm -hmm. It's it's like usually uh, it might be like someone for The Bachelor versus someone from Math. Sometimes, usually it's just like not lighthearted, but I mean, like they don't like hate each other. Sometimes, um, they do. Um, what, what do you think of my chances if I um, called out Jake in the boxing ring? No chance. <laughs> Is there anyone you want to call out right now, Pat? Yeah, of course. All right. Who would you want to put the gloves on with, Patty, in our series? Um, you, mate. I'd, I'd absolutely clean you up. <laughs> 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 oh, you're a funny man, Patrick. I, I, I'd love to see you in the boxery, actually. Yeah, I reckon that'd be funny. That'd be good. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. You and um, who would I want to see you in the ring with? Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe oh, anyone really would be fucking hilarious. But I think um, I think the best one for you might be... Maybe Johnny, Grand Denya, Grand Denya, yes, Grand Denya, Grand Denya, that's a, that's that's a bit of a bit of a mate. I would send him to fucking Pluto for right hook. Like, that guy's like twenty kilos a lot lighter than me. Um, maybe, but, maybe a good one, Grand Denya. Yeah. Um, before we we're gonna we wrap this up soon. We're gonna take too much of your time. You're gonna need He's more. A very busy man. Very busy got any more man, Jake. quirky questions, <laughs> Jacob. You want a quirky? All right, let's do it. So you've woken up and you've got 2,000 unread emails, boys. You can only answer 300 of them. Which ones do you choose and why? Well, geez, mate. I um, There's been a day. There's been a day in my life career-wise where I have woken up to about 500 emails. Um, I couldn't think of anything worse. I'd do my head in. Well, for me, it'd be probably... If you ask me right now, it'd be my clients would be the first one that I work with. And then um, anything work-related would probably be a high priority. Yeah. I know Paddy would answer all his fans, probably first and foremost. Yeah. Um, Nightclubs night trying to get in VIP. Yeah. <laughs> and then probably um, probably all the um, the vacuum cleaning um, yeah. companies trying to get him to, to, plug, to plug more vacuum for him. <laughs> we need another vacuum sponsor, Pat. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, well, well, like I said at the start of the podcast, I'm in hot demand. So I've got about, I think, 15 nightclubs in my in my emails right now, just waiting, <laughs> just pending, just waiting for me to say yes and being like a bit of an ambassador. Um, but um, so, so uh, Jason and I, um, we got asked to go up to Darwin the other the other week, about a month ago, oh, yeah. probably a bit longer, um, to Discovery, I think it's called. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I ended up pulling the pin on that one for. 
<laughs> personal reasons, but um, <laughs> Paddy, I can see you up there, mate, just fist pumping, loving it. Yeah, <laughs> just on the red wines. <laughs> no, the rosés. The rosés. <laughs> the rose, oh, yeah, the rosés. And yeah, when every time I got a grill, I get a rosé. That's quite um. No, that, that, that was quite a, 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 a funny, funny experience. Experience. experience, but um. But like I said, because we'll just um. I don't really know how to close this, but we'll just wrap it up, I guess. Um, I know how we can close it, Pat. Oh, okay, sir. Take it away, Quote of The quote you live by when you think most applies to your life. Oh, uh, Jesus. Well, well, when I was younger, when I was obviously training to play footy and stuff like that, I had a quote on my bedroom wall that said, if you're not doing it, someone else is. and that's kind of always stuck with me through my through my life, and probably why I'm so competitive at what I do. Um, but in terms of life and stuff like that, I don't know, man. I'm not really a big kind of quotey kind of guy, but I, I do like that Marianne Williamson one. Uh, that's off um, Coach Carter. You know, our, our deepest fear, that one. Um, but yeah, that's about it, Paddy. What's yours, brother? Yeah, that's inspiring, man. Um, so my favorite <laughs> um quote is be yourself because everyone else is taken. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so, because look, there's people out there trying to be other people because they might look up to someone, just keep being yourself because we're all different. Um, yeah. you know, some people like you, some people um, don't like you. Um, but like, so right now at the second, Jacob, what does your like yeah. life look like? Jake or Jacob? Yeah, you said uh, my name. You know my life back to front, mate. Nothing interesting <laughs> going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. We lost about half the viewers then. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, but just to finish on, what does your life look like right now, Jake? Like your day to day kind of life. Okay, so I, I run a company called Edwards & Mills, mate, which is property. Uh, so I'm a buyer's agent. So I help people purchase property up here in Queensland. So I wake up pretty early, probably about 6 o'clock every morning, um, go for a swim in my pool, and then I journal every morning. I write shit down every morning, if not every night. Get ready for work, mate. And generally, it, it kicks off with clients just going through where they're at, putting a game plan together on their property, um, purchasing auctions. Like this weekend, I've got two auctions to go to and bid on behalf of the clients working with, you know, calling your real estate agents, mate, following up all that stuff, reading contracts, anything to do with property, man. Like that's generally what my day looks like. I generally finish about four o'clock, five o'clock every day. Um, and then go for a run, do something active, cook dinner, relax, chill, pretty relaxed, man. Beautiful. Nothing, nothing crazy. Beautiful. Yeah, well, I was I guess I was starting to like you again, and then you mentioned that you're a real estate agent. Um well, well not a real estate <laughs> agent, but but working in the field and we all know what those people are. I know you've like bought a yeah. uh like a, a black Mercedes or something like that, like a new um a new car. <laughs> so Bitcoin money, I reckon. <laughs> it's an absolute flog material right there. Um but no, nah, but it, it's good that um, you're enjoying everything going on at the moment, but it was good to have you on the podcast coming in. So thank you uh, Thanks, for coming on. It's not um, we, we don't really know how to structure anything, so we, because we're still um, <laughs> we're still still brand new. But when we boom, mate, you just remember that you're the first guest um, first. that came on. 
Mate, it's an absolute honour. Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. It really does. And I'll be sure to share it, mate, to my 108,000 for you. Yeah. So you can um, so you can get some people to sit We'll here. get you some merch as well. You can be. You can have a hat with number one on it, I reckon. So send, you're send, send me some merch. Yeah, I, Pat, I, you, you organise that. <laughs> Patty signs it. I'll, I'll we'll sign it, it for you. We'll sign it for you. Beautiful. All right, All right. Okay, peace, love. Bye.